a few uh, words about uh, practice this morning. So, um, we, uh, we have defined, I think, um, you know, what kind of uh, presence or attention we want to bring, and um, also um, what it wants to know. So, what kind of attention is a, a kind of a curious, non-acquiring, non-judging awareness, um, curious about what's happening now, not what should or could be happening. So there's a whole practice of renunciation in that. It's turning towards what is here, what is here. Um, and uh, the what is here, uh, there's different kind of uh, aspects of experience or domain uh, of experience that, uh, of the human experience or human nature that we become uh, aware of. And so, uh, you know, if I go back to the, if we go back to the, the teachings of uh, the Buddha in this particular, uh, you know, it might be that have been that particular day or evening where he gave th- this teaching that's been documented, uh, the Satipatthana Sutta, uh, the teachings on where to put attention. Let's call it like this. So. The Buddha is suggesting, you know, we could call this a wise attention. Where is it wise to put the attention? Before I started the meditation, meditating, I would think maybe you sit me on a chair or cushion for 20 minutes or half hour. Where will my attention go? It will go into all the fabrications of my mind. You know, if I want to find happiness, then I'll be thinking a lot, you know. Oh my, where will I go? What will happen? Should I plan this? Prepare for that? You know? And then um, learning to um, learning the skills of um, mindfulness, then it seems like the Buddha saying, No, 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 honey. No, not so much attention on that. I know it feels like it's the right thing to do to obsess <laughs> <laughs> about stuff, you know? It really seems like it's the way out. <laughs> But the way out might be just to know that you're sitting. So awareness of posture. Not even in terms of like improving it, but just, uh, you know, they are sitting, they know they are sitting. Uh, awareness of breath, we've mentioned this. Uh, breathing, she knows. She's breathing in or out. So posture, uh, breath, sensations, activities of the body. He turns the head, he knows he's turning the head. You know? Is that exactly our experience? You know, I'm walking like, who's there? Who's there? You know, do I know I'm turning my head? No, I don't. My <laughs> 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 attention is somewhere else. You know? So here we're coming back to here, you know, the experiences of the senses, activities of the body, the breath. But also in this, uh, that afternoon or morning or evening, the Buddha talked about mind states, awareness of mind states. So it's a whole domain of, um, you know, uh, exploration or awakening or sensitivity. And uh, the instructions have, um, in, the, in this um, discourse, have a kind of a, to me, striking um, 
they're striking by their kind of simplicity, uh, almost, I want to say, gracefulness, or, uh, well, see for yourself, uh, the Buddha says something like, um, uh, when the mind is uh, scattered, they know the mind is scattered. When the mind, the heart, attention is gathered, they know the attention is gathered. When the heart, mind is uh, contracted, tight, agitated, opinionated, they know that's the state of the mind. When the mind is expensive, I don't know, friendly, benevolent, has goodwill, she knows the mind is expensive or spacious or, or hard, mind hard, you know? So very, very simple. Huh? It's not like uh, when the mind is distracted, you shouldn't be distracted, <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just a very simple recognition of the state of the, the inner life, you know, as it is. So that's a real complete domain here, and we've talked about this. You know, Anushka has, has talked about uh, how to be with uh, the different uh, way the mind can be afflicted, <coughs> afflicted by emotions and moods, you know, shame, doubt, fear, um, you know, uh, different kinds of obsessions that uh, might come confusion. And so here today we... Uh, life being generous, there's probably going to be at some point some dis- 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 disruptive, disturbing maybe mind state. Can we recognize this? And instead of following, being entrapped as it's natural we would be, uh, led by this, and instead of pushing it away, becoming aware of it, and maybe using the words of the Buddha, oh, being confused, he knows he's confused, you know. And so before, for me, for example, if there was confusion, I would get, it would create more agitation. Like, I don't want to be confused, I want to know, I want clarity, you know. And now I'm really happy I heard these teachings. Oh, confused. Pascal, there's confusion. Can it be okay just now that there's confusion on clarity? Oh, yeah. So how these mindset can um, open the door to maybe calm curiosity. And so as we practice, we can become aware in real time. This is the practice. Often for mind states, for us, we'll be uh, either unaware of them or really attentive to possible mind states. When I get quiet, I'm really aware of mind state, the ones I want. <laughs> You know, the one I fear I might feel one day, you know. And here we're always redirecting. Yeah, but here now, here now, you know. What's going to happen later when, here now? What's the, oh, this one is uh, unsure, agitated. Let's be aware of this and learn how to hold this, accompany this, care for this mind state so it doesn't feed itself, you know. Uh, But uh, is an opportunity, an occasion for something else to be born in the heart, you know, tenderness. Um, 
So these are some of the elements of reality that we'll be um, aware of today. The body sitting, walking, breathing, the mind, uh, neutral, nothing happening. Oh, slightly amused, or intrigued, or bored, or bored to death, you know? And the fluctuations of these, you know? Maybe some kind of heaviness, a heaviness that becomes a you know, what could become sweetness, you know, heaviness that well accompanied makes the heart vibrant, or a hollowness that is met with care, you know, or joy, appreciation, you hear suddenly there's appreciation of something, of nature or time, you know, oh, appreciation, that's a particular mind state, let's become aware of it, what's the texture How does it feel in the body, all this? So moods, emotions, qualities of mind. There is always a quality of mind. Like now I'm looking and I see qualities of mind. You know, there is uh, attention. You know, I can see it in eyes, you know. There's a desire to understand. Or an availability that I see. You can feel it too, you know. It's in action now. There are mind states in action. You know, sometimes there's a wave of discouragement. Sometimes a wave of hope, or clarity. Wow, I see clearly now. <laughs> so another thing that happens. Uh, for a human being in human nature is, uh, I don't know, it might not have happened to you here, uh, but it might, is um, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, some, oh, just on this side, not on that side. <laughs> Our team, we've been having thoughts. <laughs> so images, words being said or heard. Um, You know, they sometimes they flash by, just you know, one word or image. Sometimes it's kind of discursive. It, it has a lot to say, you know, and it repeats itself as a cyclic nature. Sometimes it has an obsessive nature, you know, agitated nature. <coughs> sometimes it has a background radio nature, you know, because you're here with the breath or. And, And there's something, sometimes it's even like kind of gibberishy. I've experienced this, you know. Can't even say that. Sometimes it's kind of random. It's almost like impressions of, uh, you know, things people do say, you know, or think. You know. Um, and so <coughs> these uh, experiences of uh, thinking, uh, this can be included in meditation. It doesn't have to not happen. Um, what happens to us uh, usually is that, that we lose attention, we lose our freedom in a way, because there's a fusion. We've, the attention is swallowed, kidnapped by a thought process. And, you know, we disappear from here in a way. Huh? And we're home having that conversation. <coughs> that, uh, whatever it is. You know? And so that we're not aware that thinking is happening. We're spellbound yeah we're uh, 
occupied, under occupation, preoccupied. You know? And so here, what we're interested in doing in the exploration is to wake up to the process of thinking, the appearing nature of a thought, the passing by, the, the effect, how it impacts uh, the mind, attention, the body, the whole system, the disappearing nature of a thought. You know. uh, one way that we are kind of fused or identify with thoughts is that also we don't recognize it as thought, but we recognize it as reality. That's a basic lack of discernment that we have often human beings. You know. So I'll think like, oh, this is not going to work out, and I think this is reality. It's not going to work out. I can't recognize It's a production of the mind, a suggestion, a suggestion, an impression. And so there's a lot of possibility of freedom here in rec recognizing that a thought is a thought, you know, an appearance, you know, and being able to not uh, follow every one of them. Not, uh, uh, and some of them just recognize they appear and... Uh, <coughs> They don't have to be believed in. You know. And so it's a rich field there. And so maybe today we would like to uh, include that as a, an aspect of experience. Uh, with Anushka... Anushka, a few, a few years ago, did a, a little uh, thing. Can I borrow this from you? The shoe. <coughs> so it was very uh, kind of, uh, insightful for me of, uh, you know, that I'm still at the beginning of the path. Because <laughs> Anushka had us do a very, uh, a very simple exercise. And uh, I failed miserably, but joyfully, but, but miserably. <laughs> So um, uh, there's no failure. There's just uh, in what we call insight—a bunch of bad news. <laughs> But uh, so Anushka talking about uh, thoughts, or the way I remember it anyway, said, um, "You know, I invite you, and you can do the exercise if you want. I invite you to uh, to think uh, of your shoes outside uh, now." So you. You probably have an image or some kind of a experience there. Think of your shoes. And then she said, these are not your shoes. It's a thought. And I remember I was sitting right next to her, <coughs> eyes closed, and I saw my shoes. And then Anushka said, these are not your shoes. And I was like, no, these are my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a thought. God. This is a sound. <laughs> this was a sound. Sorry about this. And so, uh, yeah, so, so to me, this, these were my shoes, you know. And so this is a really basic discernment, you know. So Munindraji, one of the teachers of this lineage, would say, the thoughts of your mother are not your mother. Basic distinction. You know? Even the thought about you 
you know, being unworthy might just be a thought. It might not be, the two might not be totally related or exact, it might not be true. And so to have some discernment about this. And we might find today in our research or over the years maybe that uh, our thoughts are very much influenced by our moods, you know. And so, you know, the kind of uh, mirage-like nature of uh, reality in terms of uh, in discouragement, the future will look in some way, you know, in feeling uh, safe or resourced, then the future might appear differently. The other, the others, you know. You know, when I, when I think, you know, like, ah, people, you know, is that true? Or is that more the production of a thought? You know, people are so annoying. You know, our people, they mean well, you know, but they're confused. You know, depending on the mindset, you know, self, other, future, past. You would think, no, past, you know, it did happen, it's factual. You know, never anything ever worked out for me. You know, Oh, people have been there, you know, found my way. You know, different visions, how it appears. And so, here we want to be aware of in what mood we are, because it's going to produce thoughts and perceptions about reality. And so we want to thread that very delicately, you know, to not be encaged in, uh, you know, perceptions or thoughts, you know. So it's a delicate work, but we can uh, try it. And there's a um, couple of exercises that uh, I think I, when I lead, I do at every retreat. Personally, I'm not tired of them yet. So I'd, I'll do it many times during the year. And uh, it's always a, something that I find valuable. So we'll try this and you'll see if it uh, has any value for you. Okay. So I invite you to find your uh, posture. And so uh, the attitude and the practice is not to try to solve everything, to know everything, to figure everything out right now, you know. We have, um, we have many hours, many years, maybe many lifetimes, so we can uh, relax uh, and allow things to, uh, to appear and reveal themselves. I think I was mentioning uh, Munindraji. Apparently one of the things he would uh, often say to his students would, was, uh, sit there, know you're sitting, and the whole of the Dharma will be revealed. The whole of reality will be revealed for you. Sitting, knowing you're sitting, Gently 
progressively we discover human nature. And there's this particular view as we practice where maybe our exploration is more of a, about human nature. So not, not, not uh, seeing everything as so personal, but studying human nature. Humans feel the different things we feel right now. The tingling, or the ease, or the dis-ease. breath. These are human experiences, hearing. This is our connection with humanity here. And you might notice the mood ambiance, qualities of mind that are there. You might be able to name or not, able to feel is what's important. It's like this inside right now. It's slightly anxious it's calm. Allowing the state of mind to be known, to be experienced just as it is. Noticing if it's benevolent in there, friendly, or maybe not this morning at this time. Or could it be ever so slightly friendly in there, caring? if it has a lot to say or if it's rather quiet and listening. Notice if you can be aware of the next thought, comment that will arrive. What happens when we become aware of a thought, 
Does it stop or continue? Is it in the background or foreground? Does it come from above or below? In front? What's in the gap between thoughts? to be aware of the thought as it is uh, appearing in its birth or just a little bit later right after a a thought. the words said or heard or both or is it rather images still or moving or nothing right now I'll invite you to uh, think now intentionally to explore uh, thinking. So if you want to, you could think, um, I am, put your full name there, I am so and so, and I am meditating right now. 
if you want, think this a few times. Does it seem accurate? Does it seem it? Or more a description, something else? happens if you leave a gap between the words of the, the sentence I am so is and so and I am meditating right now what happens if you leave a little space in between words what's alive between the words the idea still makes sense or it loses some of its sense with a different rhythm what if you think this thought dropping the second part of the sentence keeping only the first part I am in your name full name and if uh, repeating it a few times you drop now the family name and keep just the first name and drop even that name and keep only the two first words If you drop the verb, if you want to drop even that word,
noticing the state of the mind at this point. Maybe it's possible to name the quality of the mind, become aware of it. And sometimes it's change, changes as we become interested in the quality of the mind. A different mind state appears, maybe a waking up or a listening <coughs> of the agitation for a moment. conscious that there is a body in this particular state now of comfort or discomfort. Noticing if the mind is discursive has a lot to say or not. Sometimes we can just be aware of the flow of thoughts. Sometimes we can be aware of the appearance, the disappearance of a thinking process. Don't make uh, the thought you or yours, me or mine, but just an event, event in the mind. How maybe it gains in lightness, reveals its ephemeral light nature. creates a nut, a tangle of its own making, a fabrication, and got caught in it. Maybe it's possible to notice this. Let it untangle. Renouncing fascination 
or this uh, fiction, fabrication. might be a field that is interesting for you or not interesting for you. you know, don't feel uh, obliged to go there in any way, but if there's a curiosity about this today, you might see <coughs> the appearance of thoughts and maybe a slightly different relationship to it instead of uh, immediate fusion and uh, belief, you know, maybe some kind of uh, curiosity questioning in- investigation not in terms of like thinking about the thought, but hold on, what is that formation? Um, I know that I've, um, I'm, I'm noticing how I'm, um, I'm a kind of believer. You, know? you give me a thought, I believe it. <laughs> I adhere. You know, it says something, yes, okay, I'm following that one now. You know? And so I, I definitely gain, uh, need to gain some discernment around thoughts. Because you give me a thought, Usually I'll just follow it, you know. That's not how I want to be in life, you know. Follow anybody in any direction. <laughs> you know? I want to have discernment, so I want to do the same inside, you know. Uh, and not adhere, is that the verb, to any, uh, you know. Uh, I don't want to adhere to any political system. That first one that presents itself, I don't also want to adhere to any thought that presents itself. You know. Maybe questions about uh, practice, something to clarify, or, or something that you've noticed as you were practicing just now. So how to bring the same uh, curiosity to unpleasant ones? Huh? Neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neutral. Not easy. Huh? You, so you, you see the mind gets interested in what's pleasurable? It does? Like in a mindful way? Yeah, like there's this hummingbird that I've been watching. And yeah. it's so easy to be really mindful of a hummingbird. Yeah. But then when it's like tying my shoes, it's like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, in a way, neutral um, uh, 
uh, events for you, like the, this tonality of neutrality, like not exciting, not beautiful, this tonality of uh, neutrality. Um, you, what you're describing is having a very, very human, natural response to that. Uh, in the teaching, it says when something is pleasant. Well, actually, you're, you're one step ahead because uh, in the teaching it says often when it's pleasant for human beings, it's hard for them to experience directly the pleasure. Often, and you can notice this during the day, we get clingy. You know, the hummingbird, my hummingbird. <laughs> Where's the hummingbird? Will it, will it come back? Oh, it's here. Will it stay? You know, and if it goes, will it come back? And how can I tell the others it's here? <laughs> you know, and mine. <laughs> But you're able to apparently be there and experience the coming and going of the hummingbird and be touched by it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And for human beings, often when it's unpleasant, they tend to push away think it shouldn't be there, create opinions and views around, you know. Uh, it's really hard to just feel the, the, the uh, displeasure as it is. And we're practicing this here. This is what we're learning to do together. And for neutral experiences, it says in the teaching that human beings, when it's neutral, they tend to miss, not see, you know, and they get, they get confused. There's nothing happening. Why is there nothing happening? And it can give rise to all kinds of uh, difficult mind states like that what am, what am I doing what am I doing here there's nothing happening you know my life sucks you know and all kinds of uh, you know views and opinions and thoughts and so I think uh, for myself I really want to develop sensitivity and a good wise rapport to neutral and uh, unpleasant ones uh, feeling tones experiences because I know they can lead, lead to trouble for me, you know, and I also know now that they can actually be a path to awakening. And so if I meet them in a habitual way, rejecting, getting worked up, uh, collapsing, you know, uh, um, it's going to be really hard for me. Uh, Buddha talks about the second arrow. Not only is it kind of bland, it's all like I put another arrow and it becomes like deathly boring, you know, and leads to doubt and wanting to be somebody else, feeling something else, you know. You see how the devastation and aggravation possible with just not much happening? <laughs> that's the power of the mind, the power of the creative mind, you know. And so that's why I want to actually bring a lot of attention to, hey, you know, where is this going to lead, this tying of shoes, you know, or this discomfort, You know, it could spiral way down really quickly, you know. And so I need, I, I have a sense, kind of almost urgency, that I, I need to be really careful here. That's tricky. You know, if I don't pay attention and don't learn, not learn to actually hold a moment of neutrality, then I'll be in trouble. You know, that's kind of a, in the Buddhist teaching this is like a pivotal point you know, when there's a neutral experience or a difficult experience or a pleasant one there's a lot of potential to fall into entrapment you know I want it to stay will it stay anxiety you know I want it to go you know and so it's you know when you encounter shootine you know your whole life life and death is at play there <laughs> that's the sense of like whoa Like, it's, it's serious business here. 
you know, tying shoes. Because if I go in the habitual way, you know, it's going to lead to really a day that sucks. Do you see a little bit of that? So there's a, I like that kind of urgency. Otherwise, I, I'm kind of blasé, you know. I don't notice, but hold on. Here, there's a potential for awakening or liberating the mind from its tendencies that are aggravating everything. You know? Is that a good pep talk here? <laughs> Thank you. something. Yeah. Mm. And what eventually happened? Acceptance, I hear yeah. some humor. seconds or minutes ways to be or to practice there's disturbances and it could be good as you say to notice what is actually not disturbed and, and sometimes it's inside oneself a part of the of the body you're mentioning you know, the tongue is not that upset <laughs> you know it could be the feet but it could be also in the environment you know as we're going to go towards walking maybe exposing yourself to uh, to you know the light something that has a maybe more neutrality or pleasantness to it and allow the mind to you know, be refreshed or nourished or find peace in, in that 
often, you know, when we're we're shaken or disturbed, it's often felt around here or here. And so putting the attention somewhere else and the sounds and the hearing can be helpful. And so <clears throat> Jillian was describing, uh, just if you couldn't hear, um, she was describing uh, when there was this invitation to become aware of thoughts, uh, suddenly there was an acceleration of thoughts, you know, like a bar- barrage of thoughts. And this was uh, overwhelming and yet, it seems like you were able to have some acceptance. Oh, it's like this right now. Okay, not what I wanted, not what I expected. And, uh, but uh, a way to accompany yourself with some acceptance and some humor you described. And uh, eventually, uh, I asked what, what eventually happened. And you're saying, well, you're on the other side of this, a little shaken. I'm using my words here, maybe. Uh, and... Uh, but there is a, you know, still the, the acceptance, slight curiosity, although you would want this to, uh, to not be like that, but it's like this. And uh, trying to see what, uh, helpful ways and in what way you can uh, accompany this experience. And I would bet that for some uh, other people here, suddenly the invitation to become aware of thoughts made them not apparent. You know, suddenly it was silent in there, you know. And so just to name the whole range of possibilities, you know, or it could be that this was not interested, interesting or I could actually could not get even the instructions because I'm already preoccupied, you know, under occupation with a strong emotion or mood or, or something. So, you know, I'll, you know, when we do these explorations, we don't know exactly what we're going to find and what... Uh, Sometimes we can see, you know, a kind of a pattern. Oh, that kind of expression not good for me, you know. And so it's good to, uh, in practice, to learn about these things and say, no, I'm going to let Pascal be in the background, and I'm going to do my own practice. You know, but often we actually don't know what's coming, and that's one of the feature of uh, human nature that we all have in common: is we do not know what's coming. And we're trying, as we go, to meet what happens. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm aware of time. There's a group meetings for some of us uh, now. And uh, for some of us, it takes the form of uh, practicing, probably outside, uh, walking. Um, you can use, if you want to use a little bit um, the thinking process to help meditation, you could... Um, you could, if you want, use what we call noting. So it's a little word that we put in the practice as it's unfolding to name what is happening. It's a little bit like a frame around a picture. So as I'm sitting here, I could be saying in as the air comes in or out. And it puts a little frame around the experience to help me feel it. You know, oh, fear. I name it, and then it's an invitation to feel maybe the tightness or or joy, calm, kind of uh, inviting silence and uh, the felt sense in the walking, classic. There can be the stepping to invite uh, an awareness of the stepping, the landing maybe of the foot. Stepping, stepping, stepping. And sometimes you can do right, left, right, 
left. And at some point you might notice that you're saying right and the left foot lands. You know, so... And uh, one very classic one is lifting, moving, placing. Lifting, moving, placing. That might be after you know, some minutes of walking when suddenly the attention is gathered. And uh, I don't know if you might have given these instructions, uh, Mushka, the lifting, moving, placing. So you can play with this and be really there. Can, is it possible to be there as the feet lifts and moves and lands? And maybe you'll find landing, you're there. Moving, you're not. <laughs> you know, or it's hard to catch, or it's uh, kind of a, ephemeral or flickering. Okay? Have a beautiful day of practice. And kindness 